What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Father Mike Smith still hasn't accepted my LinkedIn friend request. <laughs> Show yourself, you coward. <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick, and you forgot to line up our audio when we started recording. No, I didn't. You didn't? Why are you saying that? I don't, you didn't do the whole, are you recording? And I, I didn't do the whole, yes, I'm recording. Well, the past couple of times when I've said, are you recording? You just haven't answered me. So I figured you don't want to do, <laughs> do it anymore. So that's how you know when you ask me, are you recording? And I don't respond. You're like, yep, he's yep, on. He's on. He's doing it. I dick your, your silence is, is compliance, baby. All right. No, uh, that's a King that is a, no no no. That's a debate term, not a not a life oh. term. <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> it's when you're when you're in policy debate and you let's say you talk about their solvency, about how their plan won't actually solve the problem. Is that what solvency means? Yes, in the in no. the terms of policy debate in high school, gotcha. it does. Man, I forget that you have this like whole background of debate. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and if they don't if they don't answer the uh, the claim or any claim that you make about any of the issues, you can say silence is compliance. They didn't talk about it, which means they agree with us. And since it rhymes, it's true. It's exactly. Like red before white, party all night, white before red, wish you were dead. What does that even, what does that mean? Is that That's about the order in which you drink wines? Really? <laughs> yeah. Red before white, party all night. Uh, beer before liquor, true. never sicker. Liquor before yeah, beer, yeah. you're in the clear. Is the one yeah. that I'm familiar. If with. If it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> if it's yellow, let it melt. Oh wow! <laughs> Does anyone else have any fun rhymes that they want? That's a that's a that's a uh, comment a, below a, with your favorite a rhyme. rhyme for drinking whiskey versus drinking beer. It's like if you if it's if it's whiskey and it's brown, you just flush that right down the toilet. Yeah. You don't need none of that. No, I don't know if that's what it's about. If it's brown, flush it down your throat because it's so good for you. To I drink think, whiskey. and then if it's bre- if it's yellow, like it's beer, just let it mellow on the counter. I that's think it's, it's about poopy and peepee. Is what <laughs> I think it's about. <laughs> I'm so mad that I laughed at that on our podcast for young adults. Yes, that are supposed to be grown ups. Can I tell you about my day today? Yeah, sure. You didn't do that before the show. That's right. I know. Well, I wanted to save it for the freaking pod. I kind of dominated the conversation with talking about racism and politics LinkedIn and racism. Yeah. Not together. Just not together. just so everybody in the audience knows, even when we're not recording a podcast, Patrick is, is dominating the conversation talking about racism, politics, and also <laughs> finances. Those are, 
It's no, I'm kidding. Patrick's a great friend. I, I, I make sure I make sure that Ethan has not gotten a credit card every week. Pat- I'm like, Ethan, do you have a credit card? And he's like, nope. No. And I'm like, yeah. It's like we can't even start before he talks to me about it. Um, <laughs> so this morning I get I get up right. Well, last night I got to Tulsa, so I'm in Tulsa back. We're mm-hmm. back, baby, back in Oklahoma, and got to Tulsa Sunshine. last night. And my air conditioning was broken and it's broken every six months. And so we always have to get it fixed. (laughs) And the guys, the dudes came this morning at eight 30 last night. It was so hot, but today I'm fresh and cool. So they came at eight 30 in the morning. They tried to find the leak. (laughs) They tried to find the Freon leak. I don't know how to spell Freon, but I know how to pronounce it, which is just Mm -hmm. as important. If not more important. It's like neon with an FR. Really? I thought there was an I. No. Well, good to know. No I and Freon. (laughs) <laughs> I before E, except after free on. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So at 8.30 a.m., they couldn't find the Freon leak, but they filled it back up with coolant, which means that it will work until it is wintertime, and then it'll be it'll be broken again when it comes time to turn it back on after the winter. <laughs> we slapped a big old Band-Aid on that bad boy. And we've boy. been doing that ever since I've lived here, so that's great. So we did that. I mowed the yard, which uh-huh. was super So you really fun. needed that coolant. Had to, yes, had to, had to get Just the pour coolant. pour it right all over you. I went and I cleaned out the fridge because we had some older jellies and jams that needed to be taken care of. <laughs> I had four things of jelly in my fridge that I had to get <laughs> so rid of. Why do we keep buying jelly? I don't know. I had a jelly. You got the story. You're like, do we have jelly? I was, going, ah, we don't have jelly. I was going through the fridge and quickly realized I had a jelly emergency on my hands and I <laughs> had to do something to take care of it. So I'm the same way with salsa. Really? Oh, yes. I'm oh, a big because yeah. I, I host people all the time mm-hmm. and then I have I just get a car. A, can of salsa for the mm-hmm. chips for the people and then i forget that i got that can of salsa and then the next time people come over i say we gotta get salsa it's terrible because so every time i go to phoebe's house i'm just used to all of the mexican food i'm like i oh, just yeah. need to make more of my own and so i cook with salsa speaking of mexican food i tried to make cilantro lime rice this evening and i put way too Tough. much lime in it and it tasted like i was eating a bubbly made of rice <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible that's good um We'll we'll get back to my dinner this evening. That's further along in the story. That, <laughs> Please let's <bless. laughs> a taste of what's to come. Some might say. <laughs> so, did that. Mowed the yard, which was sick because I I got that taken care of. Another thing checked off that list. Mm-hmm. Went inside. Uh, I watched uh, an episode of Monster Factory, which is Justin and Griffin McElroy use uh, 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 video game character creation screens to make the most ridiculous characters, and then they uh-huh. they play the games with the characters. So they like played Dark Souls three, and they tried to make this really sad boy. But it's like a mod of Dark Souls three where all of the words on the menu screens have been run through like seventy language filters, so none of the things say what they're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so I watched that to cool down, and then. I had to, well, I went to the store and I got groceries and then I had uh, an appliance repairman come because my washing mm. machine, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but my washing machine was possessed. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Maybe I just, yeah, you did. did I say it on the, con- maybe you didn't talk about it on the show, but you told me, I think it's because you put too much laundry detergent in, which as we know is one of my four conspiracies. <laughs> I, <laughs> so we must've talked about it because you did reference the conspiracy theory, but what happened, my, if you don't remember my washing machine. When it would, when the when the drum would spin, uh-huh. the machine would rock back and forth so rapidly that it would walk <laughs> as if it were a living being, 
and kind of oh my gosh that's so scary. it was terrifying it would it would shake. i'm living in monster house it would shake so bad <laughs> and it yanked itself out of the wall like it would unplug itself because it moved so far away from the wall so violently it was so loud and it was so scary so i told so i called the repair guy today i'm like hey this is my problem and he said, you might need a priest. And I said, you know, I was thinking the same thing, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy comes out, right? And maybe this was an imprudent decision to pay $100 for a diagnostic fee when I maybe yeah. could have Googled the problem. But I had the guy come out and take a look at it because I thought it'd be an easy fix, right? It's shaking. Maybe we can get it not to shake. You know, maybe that's something you could do. Put a rock on it. <laughs> <a> really big. <laughs> could you just, if you can't fix what's inside the machine, can you give me some bolts that I can use to just screw it into the ground? You know, like maybe that would be good. So, yeah, bolts are a better idea than a big rock. I was thinking big rock. If I attach the washing machine to the house and it still shakes, does that mean my house will shake every time I do laundry? <laughs> that it moves and now you have a mobile home. Um, right. <laughs> so the guy comes in, literally... I'm kind of upset that I paid $100 for this guy. to, But it all worked out in the end, right? I paid $100 for this guy to come in. He he opens the door to this front-loading washing machine made by Samsung. And he uh-huh. spit that I got at the clearance section at Lowe's. And he spins the drum. And he listens and he goes, you hear that? The bearings are broken. It'll be $1,600. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> no. I wish I could spin stuff and make $1,600. <laughs> I was like, he's like, you're not. I just walk up to a mom to spin her baby. That'll be sixteen hundred dollars, man. That's basically what doctors do, though. Is the thing. <laughs> it's like, all right, man, push, push. That'll be sixteen hundred dollars. We're like sixteen thousand dollars. You better get yeah, really. get ready for that. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah don't I'm gonna update my health plan. All right, go on. <laughs> Minor payroll changes. Um, just shut up. <laughs> I'll cut that out. That's Patreon.com uh, slash, the slash the crush. We'll be launching our store soon. So the guy, the guy, I tell him, hey, I got this on clearance. They said the only problem with it was cosmetics. So he goes, you should go back to Lowe's. And I was like, I'm not going to pay you $1,600 to do the thing to the thing. Like, please, yeah. please don't do that. Um, so he goes, you should go back to Lowe's and see what they'll do for you. So I, I was so angry that the Lowe's people had lied to me about it being a cosmetic issue that I just <laughs> drove to Lowe's. And I didn't even – I didn't call anybody. I didn't get any of my receipts. I didn't do anything. I was just so upset that I drove to Lowe's thinking about what I was going to say to the manager the whole time. Like, Ooh, you no, sold no, no. me. This is how you get filmed. I know. This is how you get I know. COVID well, I wasn't, canceled. I wasn't going to yell at the guy, but I was like yeah. – I knew I was going to get yeah, him. Yeah, you say that and then you do. I was going to get him. <laughs> and so I go up and I talk to the woman and she can't help me. So I was like – do you have a do you have somebody above you and she calls Tim and Tim comes in <laughs> Tim is unimpressed with my uh, my assessment of the situation and gives me an 800 number to call <laughs> oh no <laughs> and so I'm like and there's nearly nothing I can get out of this guy like I'm trying to say like hey send somebody to fix it give me a new one take it away give me something of equal or lesser value like I just need a washing machine that works and he wasn't he wasn't biting on any of those can I wash my clothes year round? I know. <laughs> Can I come here every night to the Lowe's and use one of the many washing machines? <laughs> I'll test it out, see if it works. And Tim sends me home. So I call this 800 <laughs> number, and this is where it gets freaking wild. So I call the number, and it goes to a, a let's just say, a foreign call center. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, great. It's like, nothing's going to get done. It's a foreign person. Like, what do they know about American appliances? It's yeah, made by, pretty, I'm pretty sure they know made by the Samsung. Same. They know the same thing that I could know. Yeah. And so the woman is, they, they would walk in. They walk in, spin that bad boy. They'll be like, "That'll be sixteen hundred dollars." But they say it in a foreign accent that I'm not going to do. I know. <laughs> so the woman is like, "Did you take off the uh, the bolts on the back of the washing machine?" I said, "The what?" 
She said, no, no. she said, there are shipping bolts on the back of the washing machine that you need to remove so that it doesn't shake. And I said, well, and I was still kind of defensive. I was like, well, the Samsung certified repairman came and spun the drum and told me $600, $1,600. And you're telling me over the phone that all I got to do is unscrew three bolts? And she <laughs> said, yeah. And so I unscrewed the three bolts. I recalibrated the machine by holding down the delay and temperature button at the same time for five seconds. Uh huh. The know. washing machine played a nice song, and then I started it, and it worked fine. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And so I called her back, and I was like, "Thank you. This was the Hold best." On. Are you telling me that a sand, that a washing machine comes the way that it arrives? But if you don't have a wrench, it's going to violently shake and unplug itself, and that's how they give it to yes, you. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> She's like, they have those shipping bolts in there for 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 when they ship it for safety, like so that they can strap it in, and and you have to un undo them. And it must have been because I got this on clearance, like that the information on the washing machine to undo the bolts was like gone. Like, yeah. so I had no idea. I just bought the thing, and they told me that it worked. So I undid the bolts and I was like, well, first of all, that guy from the service company is trying to make $1,600 off of me. I hate that guy now. Like, get out of here. <laughs> I kind of want to call him and be like, you are wrong. Look at this. And like send him a video of it working. Um, you should. I, I don't, probably won't. He was having a tough don't day. Don't be mean. Be like, hey, like you should be careful next time well, because. He was in the Marines. So I can't. Oh. He was overseas. He knows how to. Listen, listen here, you little. You Whoa. little. <laughs> Whoa, hey. I was in the U.S. You know that meme? Never mind. And then I made cilantro lime rice where I put too much. I put two tablespoons of lime juice in, which I probably only should have put one in. The lime started shaking and unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> and I made some uh, beef tips, some not beef tips. What are they called? Steak cubes and some pinto beans. And I put some cheese on it. I kind of made myself my own little chipotle bowl. Nice. And now I'm here. This is a long-winded way to say I had a pretty good day. I got a lot of stuff done. <laughs> thank you for listening that to my... That does sound like a pretty eventful thank day. Thank you for listening to my washing machine story. Although exciting to me, probably not exciting to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> this is why all of our jobs are going overseas. Yeah? Because she was like, yeah, you got to unscrew the bolts, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't I didn't think to, to begin disassembling my washing machine as a way to fix the shaking problem. You know, like that's not something that occurred to me. What if I took off the essential parts and components? Maybe then it'll work. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. L- wow. Life tip. What so, a so when I was telling Emma this, she's like, well, why'd you spend the $100 in? It's like, no, 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 no. I spent $100 so this guy could get me hyped up enough to go to Lowe's to yell at the manager so he could give me the right, right phone number to call the woman at the right time so she could tell me the right thing to do. And it all worked out. If I yes, hadn't spent that $100 and if I hadn't talked to that guy who got me so mad so I could go to Lowe's and call the woman and do the thing at the right time. I would have spent $100 to buy a big rock. Exactly. Who knows what I could have done. <laughs> I'm glad that it all, in the end, it all worked out. And then as soon as yeah. as soon as my washing machine was like going and the water was going, I just started singing, "Praise God from whom all blessings." I'm like on top of this the washing, song, the washing machine, machine, just singing. It was amazing. Like, yes. Yes. Thank you, God. Oh man, it was so good. What do you say? What do you say we flip that front loading washing machine on its back and hop in that and make it a hot take time? Is machine? that a thing we could do? Okay. Imagine the I, how good that would be on your feet. The jets. I need. 
I need to tell you a quick washing machine story Please. about Phoebe. Okay? Let this be so the washing machine when I was podcast. Working, when I was living in Steubenville, when I was living in Steubenville, my landlord didn't install the washing machine for the entire time I lived there. It was a lot. And the washing machines, for most of the time, were sitting in my living room. Okay, For the first two months I lived there, the washing machines were sitting in my living what? room. And they were finally brought down in like month three. And then they weren't installed and like up and running ever i never used the washing the washer dryer they were supposed to be installed in my bathroom which would have been awesome but they were too big you couldn't actually get them into the bathroom to fit into the slot with the washer dryer anyway so long story but so we had these two we had this washer dryer just sitting in my living room and so phoebe came over and we were hanging out and <laughs> we were playing we were playing um uno truth or dare or something that sounds and, or uno salacious dare. It's this version of Uno where if you instead of drawing cards you can do a dare and it's like a goofy dare, um, a, and one of them was blank. Dare. And so I said, "I dare you to get into the dryer." That's such a bad idea. And so we, she got into the dryer, and I have this picture of Phoebe going like smiling, and she's in the dryer, and then she tries to get out, and the dryer starts spinning, <laughs> and she flips upside down, and she's and I'm trying my best because she's like freaking out, and I'm like, "This is so funny." <laughs> I'm trying my best not to laugh because right. I'm like, I know you're probably terrified yeah. because the world is spinning. <laughs> well, it's always spinning, but it, you're spinning differently than usual. That's and, uh, spinning on two axes. It's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man, I'm like re-entering or something. So anyway, yeah, so I dared her to get into a washer dryer, and uh, she did it. So that was fun. That's amazing. Yeah. Imagine how... I didn't, it wasn't plugged in or closed, you know. Okay. Yeah. Imagine how, how people feel who have to... Who the only the only way that they have some people have, you know, hot take time machine. Hot take time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the hot take time machine. The hot take time machine is the part of the show where we take a look back at the prime of social media posting. If you have a hot take that's five years or older, just uh, send a little sugar our way. Okay. Send it to info at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan, do you have some sugar for us? I don't know if that's the word I would use, but I have. It is. I'll share on the podcast. We're going for it. Okay. This is from <laughs> July 15th, 2016, which is less than five years ago, but it's my podcast. I can do what I want. This says, <clears throat> oh, you think the saints get worshipped? Let me introduce you to this group of people called, quote, celebrities. Uh, I was thinking you were going to say American football teams. No. 39 retweets, 126 likes. Oh, boy. That one popped off, didn't it? Yeah, it did. You know what? Honestly, 2016 Twitter, that, that would have been funny. 2016 Twitter, th- another one that I have as a backup here. This one was July 20th, 2016. <clears throat> Being Trill is just a placeholder until I can figure out how to be holy. Shut up. Why did I say that? Why was that something I said? Why is that something I thought I needed to share with with hundreds of people? Hundreds? Wait, don't how you, long Don't ago you hate it? back in 2016 where being trill was a burden? Yeah. <laughs> just so trill. It was so hard to be so trill all the time. I don't know. What, I don't remember what trill. Trill just meant that you listened to Lil Yachty when, when he was dropping tracks. Oh. Lil Yachty is the last rapper that I kind of knew about. You mean you mean the guy who confused a cello for a woodwind instrument? That yes, <laughs> that little yachty. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> we love little yachty. You're never gonna live that down. No, he won't. 
No, the problem the problem is that that was in a song that he like produced, right? Like that wasn't just like a freestyle no, that he did. No, it was like a real like it was released. Yeah, and everybody that heard passed it. through like eight people. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I I have one that comes from our boy Scott. Oh yes, and when he user when he submitted hot this, take time machines. When he sent when he sent this in, I responded. I was like, "This is what we want." So everyone, take this as the model, because this is not just a hot take. It's a it's a hot take comment. This is a this is hotter than uh, how hot it would be if you got trapped in a dryer, baby. So I <laughs> I read the the first the post and I was like, "This is kind of innocuous." So on August twenty fifth, two thousand and ten, this is almost ten years ago. First of all, Facebook. Wow. Ten years. Holy crap. Wow. Um. He said in August 25th, 2010, I'm debating whether to go for class president or historian. Give me your opinions, please. Which should I go for? It would be appreciated. First of all, Scott, president, hands down. Go for the gold or not at all. What does a historian do? Nothing. Have you ever heard of an elected historian? No, you haven't. Mm-mm. This is coming from my senior class representative. Who knows what that was? All right. Um, so he says, I'm debating whether to go to class president or historian. And... What got me about this post was not the post itself, but the comment section. Because his friend Kadir, Kadir says, not president, because I'm running and it won't be friendly. Drama. And I don't know if they have this friendship or had this friendship where they could joke like this, but the rest of the comment section does not seem like they have that kind of friendship. Oh, so no. Scott says, dude, if I want to go for it, I will. Why would it have to be unfriendly? If it came to that, though, it would get ugly. Um, <laughs> so Scott Scott fires back immediately, and then his friend Rachel comes in, and she's just like... Rachel Ray's in the comments. Be, Rachel Ray's in the comments, and she's like, run for historian so you can vote for me as president. You know, just trying, to be, trying to be cutesy, uh-huh. right? Um, and then Scott goes like, oh, man, now I have to pick between you and Diana. It seems like they've got a little bit of a friendship Who's going Diana? on. But then Kadir comes back in. She's like, um, and Kadir? <laughs> Kadir's like, what about me? All right, what about me? And Scott says, dude, I already ruled you out. Sorry. You don't like to work, so I don't think you should be president in case you're needed to do That's stuff. That's the calumny. And then Kadir goes, um, really? With three exclamation points? Sorry, question marks. And goes, okay, whatever. And that's the end of that wow. conversation. So I enjoyed this little bit of uh, high school drama that's in amazing. the comment sections back at the class of 2010. Let's go. <laughs> Dang. That's, I mean, all of this seems like the plot to like a melodramatic high school rom-com called Kadir John. Kadir John. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you. That's good. I hey, appreciate that. I worked really, really hard on it. All right. I have nothing. That's the that's the hot. You take don't have anything. Have. I'm not throwing. These past two weeks, down. you've you've avoided looking up your own hot take. No, I I had one last week. Did you? I think. So. I don't think so. When you so. when you I think uh, it's only fair the week of your wedding you have to do a hot take about uh your your past sort mm-hmm. of like when you first mm-hmm. started dating Phoebe. Oh, okay. Why are you looking at me like that? I thought you were about to say past relationships. No, that would be weird. Yeah, but those are the only things that have, like, I wasn't dating Phoebe five years ago. Did you ever tweet about Phoebe? Uh, No. Is that a no? I didn't hear you cut out. Yeah, no. No, you didn't? No, I didn't. I didn't. I've never. Because when I was back back in my day, when I liked a girl, I tweeted about her. (laughs) (laughs) 
So back that, when back when men were men. So it's hard to tell I if tweeted. you really like Phoebe or not if you don't have any tweets about her. You know what I mean? Yeah, but even, like you liked if you. It feels like you every time you tweeted it was because you liked a girl, that's and true. that's twenty three thousand. Every, t- every time, every time I breathed, it was because I knew that breath would take me closer to meeting a woman. To meeting that's a the woman. only reason that I that I subsisted. All I'm saying is the less Twitter we did, the more quality our relationships became. That's absolutely true. I don't think correlation true. equals causation, but that is what yeah. happened. <laughs> quality of life, quality of relationships, I took, uh, quality of tweets. I didn't realize how useless Twitter was until I took Phoebe to a Twitter meetup, and the only thing you, anyone talked was about Twitter. was what was happening on you Twitter. You took Phoebe day. to a Twitter meetup? Yeah, at the Helmix house. It's not real. Oh. Like, it was fun. You know, it was like yeah. they were they they were like opening their home. It was nice. If anyone's listening, they're not. Kyle might be. But anyway, first of all, again, Kyle Helmick is one of the sweetest guys on the planet. He could tell that Phoebe was very obviously left out of the conversation, and for good reason. Because, like, who would want to be... They were talking about whatever garbage was happening on Twitter that day. Like, who wants to be part of that? Were they he really? Was like, what? Yeah. I would want to meet people on Twitter and get to know, like, about who they are. About them. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah. what do you... I don't even know what a lot of people on Twitter, like, did for a living. Yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> Were they, are they yeah, all just big, are they all just students? Are they socialites in 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 Washington D.C.? Do they have jobs? Are they trust <laughs> fund kids? What's the deal? It looked like all they did was tweet. I will, like I wonder how do you get your money? How do you pay rent? The party was split down the middle, from what I recall. It was Larry Goose Train, myself, Kyle, and Phoebe t- talking, hanging out, and playing with Rory. And Carrie was running around serving, like bringing people food. Yeah. You know. Um, I don't think she was pregnant at the time with Joseph, but anyway, um, should we put their kids' names in the podcast? I don't. It's probably I fine. mean, they're probably public. They post pictures of them, so it's not like that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the the rest of the other half of the party was people opining about the latest controversy. Golly. I think it was something to do with Francisco. I can't imagine so. how miserable that would make me. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Ugh, it sucks. God. But I'm, anyway, I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> just thinking about it. And not the good kind of goosebumps that you get when you see a cool trailer for a new movie directed by Michael Bay. Uh-huh, or the kind of goosebumps you get from our boy R.L. Stein. <laughs> can we get R.L. Stein on the podcast, please? <laughs> can we get it? Can we get R.L. Stein. Uh, like R.L. Stein, I've always had one question for you. What makes you so spooky? <laughs> hey, hey there, hey there. <laughs> How'd you get so spooky? <laughs> hey man, you walking hey. through you walking through this neighborhood, you gotta explain yourself. <laughs> hey girl, who you looking spooky for? <laughs> uh oh, pretty good. Man. Pretty good. Good podcast. One of my one of my all time favorite Teresa bits is uh there's a video of her uh, cat calling a sunset. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's yelling at the sun like, oh son, oh son, you look good. Who are you looking good for? The sun. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta come clean on this podcast. Teresa texted me probably two months ago about what I was gonna say in your best man speech, and I have not responded. Yeah, I'm assuming that's because you're just gonna wing it. You're just gonna go two shots and then no, I'm, just mm, I'm not gonna drink <laughs> before I give your best man speech. But I don't have, like I have broad strokes, but I'm not gonna write anything down. Like, what is this? A, a Seinfeld episode where George is stressed out about giving a best man speech for Jerry? Maybe if you maybe if you had written a joke down before you did that, what is this? You would have had a better joke. <sighs> Ooh, Ooh-hoo. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> are you taking Are you taking notes um, again? No, I'm not. Did you, did you just write down oil. <laughs>
know. No one's gonna know about that. No, one, <laughs> no, no. One, one person is gonna, gonna know, know, and that's the only person that matters oh, right boy. now. Rewriting down oh, in your journal. Man. Find new best man. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Please, Patrick, tell me what the topic okay. is today because I'm getting I'm getting uh, stress sweats. I'm getting antsy. Okay, so I don't know if you heard. Oh, oh, no. This is something that's important. So this will kind of lead us into the topic. Please, but, please. I need a. Um, I need an Bonaventure's easy descent. Bonaventure's Book Club. Okay. Bonaventure's Book Club has been canceled. No. Aw. Put in. Yeah. Edit in Ethan. Jamie, edit in the aw music right there. Ah. Uh, we had to. We had to cancel the Kickstarter because we were getting close to to like a, the point of no return, and we didn't even. We hadn't even hit like. 50% of our goal yet. I think we hit 10,000. Now, which is a lot. On the bright side, $10,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. Like we raised $10,000. People wanted you know, people wanted the 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 book club that much, right? Um but I think we had a couple of problems. We weren't uh we weren't consistent on our value proposition. We weren't clear with what we were trying to do. Um in general, another thing is, in general, the world is kind of crazy right now. People aren't focused on funding hip Catholic projects, you know. Two years ago, too busy. Bonaventure's Book Club would have popped off. Would have popped off. And, um, who, well, who knows? But another thing is, um, Matt and I were talking about this. He's like, we're kind of fighting an uphill battle because before you convince someone to read theology more, you have to convince them to read. Uh-huh. And... It's hard to convince people to read. Now, I I was like I was like, well, if we if we if we push to a large audience, right? Then people then more people will see it. That means more people will show up. But we pushed it to Matt's audience, which knows him from board games, mm-hmm. right? So like that's not exactly people that are looking for the next good page turner, right? Um and we just pushed it on Catholic meme pages. Again, not people who are looking for, not necessarily people who are looking for the most intellectually rigorous folk. Yeah. And I think that, I think that our listeners, I think that people listening to podcasts, actually, in general, um, I think a lot of people are out there that would enjoy Bonaventure's book club. And that's because they are readers. They, they do want to read more. Right. Um, And I want to talk about, Something that I, some things that I've been reading recently about books and how important it is to read books because there's this like, there's, I I don't want to go into the cliche of phone bad, book good, but I do want to talk about why books are good. Why phone bad? Why we should read more. Why phone bad? Why? (laughs) Nobody, people always ask, wait, what is it? Mm. What's that? Like nobody ever asks how is. Huh? Never mind. It's like 
everyone asks who's afraid of the never who's mind. afraid of the dark but nobody asks why is afraid of the dark <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, everybody asks who let the dogs out but nobody ever asks why that's pretty funny <laughs> philosophy major okay so i want to talk about books what we we we're both we're both big readers try to be and i think there is oh this is the other part um the ability to read long books and by that i mean books that are just longer than 100 pages yeah is going to become a valuable skill in the future why is that patrick it's i thought the valuable skill was coding and everybody had to learn how to code i i think that is a valuable skill but the thing is if you look at if you look at the wealth of 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 um the wealth of intelligence that exists in our in our history right in our global history mm-hmm. The Enlightenment and like uh, the exchange of ideas exploded at the at the advent of the printing press. Not to mention the advent of writing and mass producing books. Yeah. And so, for the last five hundred, for the last like five hundred years of printing, and the last like fifteen hundred years of of mass communication, all of our our history and all of our intelligence is passed through written communication, whether digital or not. And so, you just you just can't tweet everything right you can't email everything you can't you can't get all of your political opinions from a meme even though these things are even though these things are valuable communication tools somewhat i think that we need to understand as young people that in the future young people the amount of people who can young people (laughs) the amount of people who can read sit down and read a long book or listen to a long podcast even is going to diminish and so if you work on your reading skills now you'll become a better uh, worker and you'll become more valuable to the marketplace in the future so we're all about adding value to the market eh? yes this is a and in general you just took this from being a book life. podcast to be a capitalist podcast in like 3.2 seconds capitalist podcast that was incredible how did you do that yeah right <laughs> bernie madoff i think that's the i think there's impressed. a utilitarian argument for reading and i think there's also a catholic argument for reading i think father harrison just yelled at his at, at us in his car be like no leisure leisure yeah Leisure is the basis of call. Anyway, it's go on. well. I think yeah, the ability. I like especially what you said about the ability to read long things is a skill. Because, yeah. I just, it's it's not that. I mean, I struggle as it is reading things that are not what I prefer. So like there's a there's a book that Michael O'Brien wrote called Island of the World, which is very good, but there are parts of it, um, and like the main character is, is a poet. That's kind of like part of his mm-hmm. his charm, and a lot of Michael O'Brien's focus is like art and culture is how humanity like thrives and lives, which is I mean true, but it's he's he always puts that up against kind of the modern secular lack of knowledge of history, lack of knowledge of the arts, lack of knowledge of culture. Um, and like presents that as sort of the anti-Christian worldview and like the pro-Christian worldview is one is that very rich and very full of all of these different things, whether it's painting, whether it's language, whether it's um, literature or any of these kinds of mm-hmm. things. I think it's a very good worldview. Um, it, it can be very simple at times. <laughs> like you very much know which, which are his favorite characters in the book and which are the ones he thinks are the most Christian, but that's also the beauty of his writing is that the gospel, I mean, the gospel is simple. So why shouldn't you're anyway? So he has this character, uh, who, who writes a lot of poetry and they put the poetry in the book. And, and I gotta be honest, I just skip over the poetry in the book. 
Yeah, I skipped a lot of poetry when I read Don Quixote, too, because it's translated poetry on top of that. Yeah, which is hard. And so it makes me think, like, along this vein, I've been having these thoughts of, like, should I be more able to read poetry? Like, is that a skill that I need to develop? Because I don't really want to know how to read poetry, but also apparently it's this, like, beautiful language of the soul or something like that, and I need to, like... It's good. It's good. And so, yeah, for like some people, it might be long books. For me, it's things like poetry or or, or that kind of stuff that I just like can't seem to get into. Yeah. And I think, yeah, not that there's necessarily a utilitarian value of poetry, which is why I think it's probably more closer to leisure than it is to than other things are. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe maybe I just am I'm missing the mark. But I think you're you're exactly right. Is that there's a lot of people who can't including myself, unless I'm working on it every single day and like making it a habit, I'm just going to default back to the low effort, low energy thing. It reminds me of the podcast that Catholic stuff you should know put out this week called addiction to mediocrity. I think everybody should go and listen to it. It's very mm. good. Um, is he talks about how we have this addiction to mediocrity. Like he talks the thing that I think is most important. He talks about what the etymology of mediocrity is. Um, so like medios is like the middle and awkwardy comes from, I don't know if it's awkwardy, but the other part of the word comes from like the peak of a mountain. So it literally means like scaling halfway up a mountain and then stopping. And like, we're addicted Ooh. to this like halfway of like, Oh, yeah. I'm informed about news and all these things through social media, but I have no desire to like form myself outside of what other people are telling me by reading things directly. And yeah. And you're also not well informed by social media. Oh yeah, that's like I mean that's people yeah, think that they're so people think that they're great, but it's like they they summited halfway up the mountain and they're like I'm good here. You know, I put in the effort to learn yeah. this much, but I I can't learn anything more than that. And it's just like why If you ever want to see that? how inadequate social media is, just go to politifact.com and go to the pants on fire section and see how many Facebook posts are in the trending section of that website. It is hilarious. Someone posted a meme about how Nancy Pelosi, a uh, uh, hammered Nancy Pelosi, burst into the Senate room and or burst into the House of Congress, House of Representatives, whatever, and started yelling at all the Republicans and was dragged out by Secret Service. And obviously not true. And there was like 100 shares and people were commenting, oh, the state of this country. <laughs> and it's like, that's the thing. It's like, that's an extreme example, but that kind of stuff happens on Twitter a lot, oh, yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot. It's just not as boomery as that is. You know, it's like when it's I just it's not like when like, I posted yeah. like that I stumbled into a church lobby with a breast bump attached to my forehead, asking for confession, and somebody sent me a message saying, "Hey, you need to repent and submit to the gospel. You can't be doing that stuff anymore." Nobody actually <laughs> said that, but people might believe me. People probably did believe people me. People might believe you. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, so that that's the thing mm-hmm. is like we when you it, it's not it's also I think it's also a zero sum game. That's that's the, the other thing is that I think at some point we have to realize that there is you're like, well, I can I can read and also go on Twitter sometimes. But it's like you're our silly little human brains. When we're tired at the end of the night, we're going to scroll Twitter forever because we have such low willpower and our brains like I want novel stimulus now. And I don't want to focus on long, hard, not uh, nonfiction books right now. But I think our our constant obsession with not even just Twitter, because Twitter is not everybody's bag, but like social media in general, it is so many frequent changes of of a, of a, of changes of, of focus, right? Like that's why I get so pissed at airports. 
I think that's why you get so tired when you when you drive on the highway. Not just because you're you're trying to merge and, and navigate traffic, but also there's huge billboards yelling at you. And every time you see an advertisement for for Joseph A. Bank, you have to think, do I need a shirt? No, I don't need a shirt. And you have to make those little split-second decisions every time you see an advertisement on the gas pump, on the um, on the escalator, on the literally on the floor of the escalator at the uh, after you swipe your credit card at, at an ATM machine, right? Like, do you want a do you want a HELOC loan? Um, no, I don't. Uh, thanks. But like, that's the thing is like we're we're um, our our economy right now is built on monetizing your attention, and so one of the most radical things you can do to um, place yourself in opposition to that and and make yourself stand out and like that's utilitarian argument but also just live a better life is to learn how to um how to read for long periods of time and i kind of surprised myself recently this is why i'm bringing this up because i did read a cal newport article about this and um (laughs) and uh i'm surprised you didn't react to that sorry i was looking up a quote that i'm gonna read on the podcast so oh, I was, cool. I was doing. Um, he was talking. He was talking about. The, he was talking about how, uh, um, books reading books is like doing doing like your daily push ups or your daily pull ups. It's it's just it's just what makes you baseline fit, physically mentally fit, and then there's other things you can do to like really focus your your ability to um, focus on a hard topic because focusing on a hard topic, he says, is not like flossing. That you like, it's like oh, it's something I know I should be doing, but I don't do as often. It's like playing the guitar. It's like if you don't do it, you're not going to be able to. You know, we, we always say we should be reading more. You know, like, oh, I should be reading more. You know, I should be flossing more. It's like, yeah, yeah, you should be reading more. But if you don't, you're going to lose that ability. And, um, yeah, and I, I surprised myself recently. I think it's because of what I've been focusing on when it comes to, like, living, like, working more deeply, um, ha- paying more attention to when I'm focused and when I'm not focused, like, not trying to work in a hyper-unfocused environment. Um, that huge book I was telling you about, right? I surprised myself with how fast I started reading this earlier this week and I'm almost done. And I don't think I'd be able to read 60 pages of a book in a night two years ago, Mm -hmm. even in undergrad when I was supposed to be reading every Mm -hmm. night. And it's because I didn't intentionally focus on reading. You know, I had music playing or I was like half paying attention to Netflix while I was reading, you know? It's crazy. So I, it's sometimes it's, it would be nice if we could like assess numbers to it. And reading is good because you can look at the pages. But like, this is a dumb example. But I've been I've been <laughs> really into uh, playing chess online lately because I've yeah. been playing a lot with uh, some good friends of the podcast uh, through the Game Pigeon app and the iMessage uh, application. Uh-huh. You might know about it. And uh, <laughs> so I've been training up because one of my because Patrick Tolls is 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 reading chess for dummies and he's learning about chess. He's, he's he wants uh-huh. to beat me, and so I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta make sure I stay sharp because chess is just you like gotta beef up. No I- joke, chess is like uh, with like with anything. Like if you know high level calculus or whatever, but you don't use it for a long time, you forget all of the things, you know. Or with yeah. the guitar, it's a skill, and so I've been like playing chess, which is a time waster, but it's also fun for me and so it's good it's one of those borderlines where it's like yeah this is a time waster but it's also a good time waster. right i'd rather be playing chess than scrolling through twitter and so oh absolutely i literally like i noticed a difference in my play which is so weird like when i would have music on i played worse and i lost more games that when when i was silent and like i just didn't turn on any music i i would win a couple in a row and i'd be like what the heck 
like it's it's and it's not even a conscious thing it's not even like i can feel myself being more good air at chess when i yeah. when i don't have the music on it's just like something uh subconscious that happens and so the the same has to ring true for other things it doesn't have so, to ring true for the other things it just it can ring true for the other things and i think it's we're so used to being so inundated with everything all the time the reason the quote i was looking up is is also from michael o'brien which is why i feel comfortable sharing it but it also was happened it also happened in the catholic stuff you should know uh 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 what do you call it podcast podcast they have the pod they have a podcast we have a freaking pod um it's this amazing quote it says and I, i i feel bad stealing from other people's podcasts but also i don't care that's what we do it's it's our job it says here Catholics in general need to unplug from the nearly universal dominance of commercial entertainment culture, by which I mean electronic culture. If we were to do so, we would no longer fear silence, and we would experience a new richness of life as we move away from the psychological cosmos of frantic consumerism. We would also grow in gratitude, reverence, and attentiveness to the holy, which is all around us. But first, we have to recognize that we've been drugged. Yes, we believers, no less than unbelievers. If we hope for a true new renaissance... We will have to, first of all, deal with our addiction to mediocrity and at the same time, keep our eyes open for those creative buds of new life that rise up against all odds in the midst of the soul-killing tsunami of contemporary culture. We must encourage this new life wherever it appears. We must give the coming generation the courage to believe in the impossible. That's, which is, Michael D. O'Brien is just on it, you know, like he gets it. Yeah. But it's like we I want to live in the woods and right now. I know. Like we're so scared of silence and we're so, like we've been dominated by the entertainment culture. And it's like, we need to think about it as the entertainment culture. Like there is a whole force that is moving to try to get us to participate in it. And you have to like actively try to not be a part of it or else you're just going to get swept up. And like, that's what he says. It's like, we've been drugged. It's like not your fault. It's not my fault that we have a hard time paying attention to books. It's not our fault that we've like had to build up this habit of being able to read. It's just that like, it is your fault when you choose not to right. engage. Yeah, it's like yeah. we have to admit, okay, I've been drugged and now I have to detox before I can like start living well. And like that detox is yeah. painful. And sometimes you have to detox multiple times because you go back to the same mm-hmm. drug for those hits. And and is it, reading isn't the only like – reading is a is a symptom of a healthy life, not necessarily like the defining thing of what it means yeah, to Yeah, it doesn't lead you to a healthy life. life, yeah. But like the fact – if somebody can pay attention and read for 100 pages uninterrupted without like getting antsy, that probably means that they have a lot of peace everywhere else in their life. Hmm. You know, if they don't have to have the TV on, if they don't have to be scrolling through their phone at all hours, if they don't yeah. react with uh, emotion to something that's going on on Facebook or Twitter – if they can just calmly accept everything that's going on, that means that you're like, you're sober in like the true sense of the word that you have sobriety about you. You see the world as it is and you see yourself as you are and you don't have to like, yeah, be dominated by the entertainment culture, which is just who gives me the jeebies thinking about it. What? And, and we don't even realize the effect that it actually has on us. Like I, um, I did. So this is one of the most on brand things. My first ever science experience, experiment when we did like the science fair in third uh-huh. grade um and like here's the thing this should have won like this was such, like in terms of in terms of what i've been reading in books recently like this this science that like i was a little ahead of my a little bit ahead of myself okay. here i was like i wonder if i my, my my scientific question was does television affect our memory 
And so I had a control group do nothing for 30 minutes after. So I had them like read. I had them like read like a, a piece of paper they had to like remember things from. Um, I had a control group do nothing for 30 minutes. I had a group play outside for 30 minutes. And then I had um, a group watch an episode of SpongeBob for 30 minutes. And the group that played outside did better than even the people who sat and did nothing because they were thinking so hard. They didn't give their brains a break. And then, but the people who were watching SpongeBob did the worst because their brains weren't active at all. They were like reading later, like what was happening now, now I know from like actual scientific studies that use CAT scans and stuff or MRIs and stuff. Don't imply that um, what you did was but not yeah, actual Yeah, I was like, science. I was like, I was right. I was right. If you play outside, it's better for you. Um, but yeah, the 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 principle comes from like leisure and reading is a is an act of leisure. It lets your brain process, and when you take your mind off of things, and when you like, when you when you let your when you let your mind be free of input and free of stress for a while then you have like a you have like a more consistent life and television and social media are the exact same thing it's it's bright colors input from a bunch of different voices um it's entertaining it elicits high emotional response it's very it feels like you're getting something done like on a surface level but in the end credits roll it's nothing, which makes television fine to an extent. But social media is that forever. You can always find something. I mean, we always, we find ourselves doing this where we're like, if I send out something, I'll get something back. It's a boomerang. It's like, I'm going to tweet. I'm going to comment. I'm going to do something. I'm going to post a picture so that I get feedback. Whether it's anger, whether I want to post a hot take, or whether it's adulation I want, I'm going to post an Instagram picture, right? Like, this is, this is, these are the things that are engineered to make our attention span lower. And I do think, like you said, reading isn't the, the, the one way to get to a deep life, like a life Because you well can lived, read and but, still not be yeah. living well. You can, yes, re- you can read a lot and still not be living well. Yes, as evidenced by people who have read a lot and still didn't live good lives. Yeah, um, like uh, Marcus like Aurelius. Nietzsche. Oh. I don't know. I don't know who that is. I was thinking like Nietzsche. Like, I don't know, like Machiavelli. Machiavelli. You know? How about uh, how about yeah. this guy? Ready for this one? Here it comes, uh-huh. Thomas Cromwell. Say Hitler? I don't know. I don't oh, know who that yeah, is. that guy. Is. Martin Luther. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best example. Yeah. How are we feeling about uh, Marcel Lefebvre? Okay, carry on. Okay, okay, <laughs> we're done. Marcel Lefebvre. Lefebvre. Oh. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something that was really pertinent and good. Okay, so I posted a picture of myself and my girlfriend on Instagram. And I had to download the app to do it because all the pictures were on my phone. And I did not want to airdrop the photos to my laptop and then post it from my laptop. And so I downloaded the app and I posted the picture. And literally in like two hours, all of the the virtue I had built of like not checking social media just dissipated. And like every time I touched my phone, I was like, I wonder who else liked the picture of me and Emma. Who else thinks that we're, who else <laughs> thinks that we're cute? It is, it is addicting because uh, statistics show that when you put your girlfriend in a picture, you get twice as many. Yes. Yeah, as it should be. But like I had to, I had to delete it, you know, within a couple of hours because it was like, yeah, it was nice to see what people were saying. And like, yeah, the the comment from Luke where he said, don't screw it up. That was pretty funny. (laughs) 
And I said, same to you, but for raising a kid. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. I feel like, Hit him where I it feel like we're at that place. Um, yeah, I feel like we're there. And I had to get... That was like a that was like a Luke way of saying congratulations it, it really was. to him. Yes. You know, you were you were doing yeah. yeah. Speaking of language. Um so it was just it's weird how quickly like I consider myself like actively striving to not be addicted by social media. Like I really feel like I'm trying to do as much as I can to like let that not be a part of my life at all. Like I have all the websites blocked on my phone. I rarely get the, on them on my computer. Like I want to be good at that. But in, in the span of literally hours, after months of all of that work, I was checking every five minutes. Yeah. Every five minutes. And it's like, what the heck is wrong with me? Yeah. It was hard. Like, redownloading it for the Bonaventure's Book Club yeah. thing was tough because yeah. I was, like, going Facebook, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, like, trying to check up and refreshing the Kickstarter over and over again. Like, even just doing something like that which i knew was temporary it was so hard it's really what, hard what else can we do obviously yeah getting rid of social media and taking out that out of the picture is like huge or at least just take it off your taking phone. it off of oh your my phone. gosh it's just so much better like yeah. this is i know this is a crazy idea um you can have an active instagram and also keep it off your phone here's what you can do uh delete it when you're not using it and then re-download it when you want to use it but i don't have unlimited data i can't download when i'm out good oh too bad <laughs> I have an active Instagram yeah. I've posted once in the past year. Shout out shout yeah. out to me. Um, I never post anything on my actual feed. It's so – I always post on my stories. Your stories are I funny. I love your stories. Thank you. Yes. I I try so the com- hard. The I'm kombucha like, you know one was so good. <laughs> I'm going to put it up on a highlight. I, I loved that, that one. So there was another funny one that I did recently. What was it? Oh, I, I had a lot of good ones for the Bonaventures book club where I was like, oh, hi, didn't see you there. I was just trying to fit the whole Suma in my pocket, which I can't because you haven't supported our Kickstarter. In fact, no one did. You're all dead to me. Oh, gosh. So <laughs> back to the topic. I want to, yeah, before we move on to Dr. Ethan and Dating Core, I want to establish some practicals. Outside of getting rid of social media, outside of reading more books, outside of like getting active and letting your mind work. I think people are in a, a crisis of like they want to live well, but they don't know how and they have nobody telling them how to and they have nobody who wants to do it with them. So even if you're doing it, if you're doing it yeah. alone, eventually you're going to run out of steam and you're not going to be able to continue doing it alone. It's going to suck because you're going to be the only person in your group of friends who's trying to do this and you're going to go hang out with your friends and everybody's going to be on their phone. I've been in these situations where it's like everybody's on their phone and you're like trying to have conversation, but like nobody's really that interested and it sucks and so you just end up getting on your phone too or you end up doing whatever it is that everybody else is doing it's just like well that what was the point of all this all this work if i got to game time and i failed you know it's like what are what are some other things that people could do practically to like to facilitate a life of deep thought to facilitate facilitate a life where they think about things in a healthy way and they live in a healthy way that's not just read more read more read more because that's just replacing social media consumption with book consumption which is not necessarily book consumption, the yeah. good thing to do yeah i would i would say that i would say that it's different in the sense that with book consumption if you're reading a lot of books and i will defend reading a ton oh of books, yeah um, it's good yeah yeah i'm on i'm on 55 this year Look at you. so i'm on track man I'm trying to get ahead before the wedding week because I don't want to read books you're, while we're you're hiking not, in Colorado. You're not going to be reading. I'm going to be hiking. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be taking a hike. Hey, hey get it? 
Oh, shout out to shout out to one of our listeners who who sent me like a bunch. They're from Denver, and she sent me a bunch of like uh, here's some things you can do in Denver. I don't have her email right here, but she was like, "I'm sure you've been getting a bunch of emails." No, no I haven't been. Thank you so much. No one sends us Nobody, emails because they, people they, think they, that they think, way more people I, send us stuff than we actually do, just because we it's so we don't funny. respond to anything, so they just assume that we're really busy. What actually is is that we're yeah. really lazy. <laughs> we just don't lazy. guys. You're thinking of real podcasts. This is this is, this is a ding dong like podcast. So much that you want to send. <laughs> This what? is a Sorry, ding dong podcast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're thinking of you're thinking of Mad Fred. If you try to email him, you might get an email. I think you might actually. But it's he like he's got a lot he of emails. Someone who's hired to do that. Yeah, yeah. We don't got people. It's just us. We'll send you an email. Like here's the thing: if we if we were at that weird little halfway point where we're we're just people, we don't have enough money to hire someone, but we have a lot of listeners. Maybe then we'd say cut off the emails. But don't cut off the emails. Don't go off the emails. Anyway, sorry. I was I was gonna I was gonna give you practical advice. Um, one of the practical advice things is just read more. Um, you are going to need to section off parts of your day to read. Um, but it's not like I'm gonna read for an hour and I need a curriculum. And I need to like get the perfect book. Um, but reading is different than social media because it teaches your brain. It's like doing push-ups. It teaches your brain how to focus on something because we have this misconception of how our brains work. Our brains don't get tired and need to turn off at the end of the day, right? Um, brains couldn't do that uh, before television, right? We're like, oh, I just need to turn off my brain and watch some Netflix and scroll on Instagram. No, that's not it at all. Um, what you need, what your brain craves is it craves differentness. It craves novelty, right? It craves uh, uh, something different. So like if you're tired at the end of the day, like you've been thinking about work all day, read a book that has nothing to do with work. Your brain will be rested by that, right? So... Um, the, that's like that's like the practical tip but if that's too much if that's too much right away i would say that a practical tip that i've i've heard um from from cal newport's recent podcast and he talked about this in his book deep work intentional boredom uh let yourself be bored because we have a pavlovian connection between boredom and stimulus our brains go i'm bored and our hands go whoop out the pocket here we go. I'm going to scroll for something. I'm going to check the weather app because it's literally the only thing left, right? Um, so our, we have when when you're when you're bored and you pick up your phone, every time you do that, you train your brain to think, "Oh, boredom? Sweet. We're going to get something new." So train your brain, be like, "Okay, I'm going to do one thing today. Like I'm going to go downstairs and make another cup of coffee and I'm not going to bring my phone with me. And while I'm waiting for the cup of coffee, I'm just going to chill." Maybe I'll do push-ups. You know, like it's just intentional boredom. I'm gonna take out the trash. I'm not gonna listen to a podcast while I do it. Someone who's listening to this podcast right now was sitting in bed and didn't get out of bed until they turned on our podcast. That happens. I do that all the time. I'm like, I, what am I, what podcast am I gonna listen to while I get ready? You know, don't don't listen to anything. Just be bored. Let your brain be bored. That's step one. You need to, in general, um, step two is find unplug from the nearly universal dominance of commercial entertainment culture, which includes our podcast unplug yeah and it's it's like like our podcast is long form in a sense it's becoming less long form because we're not talking about one topic for the entire time um but it's still it's still input from other minds you need your brain just needs to be alone sometimes and just chill you know and then step two is read more it teaches your brain how to gather complex thoughts in one sitting which will lead to the next step, which is called deliberate thought. So first we have step one, intentional boredom, which helps you read more because you can sit still. Reading helps you helps your brain construct complicated thoughts together, which leads you to the next part, which is called deliberate thought. And that's when you're working through a problem 
maybe you want to figure out like whether or not you want to get engaged, right? You're trying to work through a specific, you want, you want, you and your brain want to find a specific answer to a problem. Take a walk. Don't sit on the couch and do it. Take a walk and focus on the problem at hand. Maybe you want to figure out like what, um, youth night you want to do, like what topic do you want to talk about with your kids and what would you talk about? Um, in my, in my case, I take a walk and I work through it. And then if my, if I'm thinking, if I've all of a sudden start thinking about a TV show I want to watch later, I just guide my brain back and focus on the topic at hand and I focus on it until I'm done. And that teaches your brain how to do the next step, which is called a Roosevelt minute. And the reason not a Roosevelt minute, um, yeah, Roosevelt minute works, but, uh, it's named after Teddy Roosevelt and it's uh, something that he used to do when he was studying he used to read a book a day while he was president. While a, he was the president of, of the United that's States. That's a lot of reading. I know. You know what was going on during the Roosevelt administration? Yeah, a we lot. were taking over uh, indigenous tribes and nations all throughout the yeah, Pacific. Yeah, we were. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> he was parking He was parking big old boats off the coast of sovereign nations and saying, give us your stuff. He was speaking softly yeah. and carrying a large tome that he would read from every day. <laughs> he was he was great in the national parks anyway um when he was studying he when he was in when he was in school he would study intensely he would be like okay for for 20 minutes i'm just gonna focus on this book and i'm gonna get as i'm gonna literally nothing else is gonna matter to me i'm going to drain everything i can out of this book i'm gonna try to get as far as i can and um this is where it's a little bit of a challenge. Set a timer for 20 minutes and focus on one thing, like a book or a problem or something. And if you get distracted at all, stop and say that didn't count and take a break and come back later. That's that that deliberate thought, you can be you can have a little mercy on yourself, but this is where the rubber hits the road. And like that is that is intentional. That's like that's like training for a marathon. But start with the intentional boredom because that's like doing your daily push-ups. That's just your baseline fitness level. Reading is like, you know, running every so often. And then deliberate thought is like, you know, lifting weights. It's it's tough and it's okay if you mess up a little bit. But the Roosevelt Minute is like actually what you're training to do. Um, if you can, if you can, if you can push your brain to its limit. I mean, we don't know what our brains can do because we've given over control of our brains to Silicon Valley. Bradley you know. Cooper has this pill that you can take that expands yeah. <laughs> your brain unless you use 100% yeah. of it. We only use 10% of our brains. Yes, we do. And if you're a liberal, you only use 3% of your brain. That's patreon.com <laughs> slash the crunch. <laughs> I'm sorry. It had to happen. I think I've seen that meme right next to the guy that goes, I just want to grill for God's sake. <laughs> I think those are very good tips, Patrick. I can we exchange the part for the portion of the show where you give uh, advice, and we switch to the portion of the show where I give advice. Absolutely. So I have a little update uh, from Doctor yes. Jamie Corner last yes. week. I mentioned I mentioned that uh, I wasn't sure if someone's name was fake or not because I wanted to use it if it was, but if it wasn't, I didn't want to use it. Um, we got it. We got our first dating quarter from a fella named Eliezer. Oh, Eli Eliezer. He he heard my he heard my query and he responded. Addendum: These are all fake names pulled from the Old Testament. I even made a fake email to send this question. Wow. All three people in this email are loyal crunchers. Wow. And they are and we're all very good friends. This is great. It would create an uncomfortable situation if either of them. Bonus knew. points if everybody. Side note: I even it out. used a. <laughs> 
I even used a text filter to change my writing style. Quote, commit to the bitter quit, as it is said, probably That's... by us. With with gratitude, your boy, Elliot. Wow. A text filter? I know. Okay. I know. All right. Well, this so, seems to be important. Anyway, we're about to ruin these three people's yeah. lives. All right. So. Let me hear it. Shout out to our fellow, shout out to our crunchers, uh, Eliezer, Azuba, and Ephrath. Golly. All right, Hezekiah, take it away. My name is Eliezer, man, 21 years old. I've been dating Azuba, holy and beautiful woman, 21 years old, for about a year and a half. We're happy together, and we lead each other to God. We pray about getting married. The problem is, I haven't read this. For several years, I've had a crush on Ephraim, oh, no. very holy and beautiful woman, 21 years old. And recently, these feelings have become very strong. For context, Ephrath and I have been close friends for longer than Azubah and I, so I feel comfortable to share a lot with Ephrath. Oh. And in the past, I even asked her for relationship no, advice. Oh, no. Eliezer, you, you screwed did up, man. Wrong. You did the bad you things. Emotionally unchaste. You did the worst things that you could do. This is pretty standard. I would for probably an Old have Testament asked guy. out Ephrath if she was single when I started dating Azuba, and now Ephrath is single. Oh, I feel like I'm gonna. These throw are really up. Oh, good things okay. to say out loud. I guess. How do you deal with having crushes while in a serious relationship and discerning marriage? Okay. Oh boy. All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong. I have really, I have really bad news. I got some meat sweats. Yeah, let's say it at the same time. Ready? Three, two, one. You have to break this up with your girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to take this a break. This is not like, good. This is, so a lot of our questions are cute and fun on this podcast. It's like, I accidentally took a girl yeah. on a first date to the Sonic movie. Huh? Like, that's really cool. And we love that. <laughs> but this is yeah. like bad. This is not good. I also have other bad news, dude. She figured it out when we read. Oh yeah, she she the, totally knows. Should we air this? She We're knows. This. Yeah. All right. Like, oh, she knows dude. that you like this dude. girl. I I guarantee it. And she's been worried about this right up until this podcast. And she's texting. Uh, hopefully, she's not texting. Hopefully, she's calling you. Or maybe you're listening. Maybe oh, yeah. Hopefully she's not listening to this part of the episode. And she's maybe just, they're together in oh, the car gosh. and it's going on right now. And he's just like sweating. Oh, God. It's like looking, so looking over at this girl. I, I really got to read these things. And before she's I... like, he's like, wow, thank goodness this isn't about us. Right. Ha ha ha. Anyway, I'm going to talk to Ephrath later. Do you want to come? Um, okay. Yeah. So hold on. Whose corner is this? Please let me give advice. Ah, I just I, I know it hurts. I'm sorry. But this Go is on. not your corner. I, 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 I'm gonna mute myself and just listen Thank to you. you talking. I've been trying to give advice for 20 minutes. You keep going talking about how bad it is. Uh, okay. So, buddy, <laughs> there's a couple of thoughts that come to mind here. The first thought is you cannot discern two things at once. It's impossible. Yeah. You can't do it. You cannot be seriously considering marriage and also the priesthood, right? One has to win out of the other, and you have to pick that and pursue that thing independently. It's why seminarians don't date, you know, just in general. It's a, it's, uh, it's yeah. a good practice, right? And it's usually why uh, engaged men don't also apply to seminary while they're engaged. Yeah, like, it's just, you only, <laughs> yeah. it's just, you stick, you pick one lane. It's a one lane exit off of the 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 options highway onto a i've chosen yeah, this path express turnpike like that's kind of and if it's the wrong one god will bring exactly you back, you know? and so you 
are in a situation, and I'm saying this with the utmost sincerity and seriousness in my voice because I care about your soul and I care about the souls of the other two people. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah. I don't want anyone to sin. I don't want anything bad to happen. You, If you like this other woman to the point where it is making you question your relationship currently with the woman that you claim to be discerning marriage with, then you are not ready to be discerning marriage with any one particular woman. If you have something that is pulling you in another direction, like if you're, if you're discerning marriage, it's okay to like be, to be unsure, right? That's fine. Right. That's the whole point of, of discernment is to date, love each other more, learn how to love, learn what marriage actually is and learn what that sacrifice is. As you grow in your relationship, those things will become more clear. And it's okay if you're unsure because it's the rest of your life. It's okay to like take some time, you know? And so, yeah, it's totally valid that Azuba or whatever, like you're unsure if she is supposed to be your wife. Pray about that. Take some time with that. But you cannot also be considering whether or not this other girl is supposed – if you're saying the thing like, oh, if she was single – like if you're even saying that out loud, or if that's even a thought in your brain, if she was single before I started dating this girl, I would have asked her out instead, then you are not yeah. ready to discern marriage. You're not ready to be in a that serious, a committed sentence. dating relationship. You're not ready to date anybody. You need to break up with everybody and go figure out what the heck you're doing because you're going to ruin yeah. this girl's life. You're going to ruin both these girls' lives. I'm really concerned. That's all I have to say. Yeah. The problem is for several years, years I have had a crush on Ephraim. And you've been dating this girl for what? A year and a half? And these feelings have become very strong. Gosh. You yeah. can't, but the problem is, dude, you can't date Ephraim. You can't. No. You can't. So you either have to let that go and trust that God has a plan with those feelings. Because if you try to chase the feeling... If you try to chase that crush, it's going to be bad. It's not going to go well. Oh, yeah. Maintaining this relationship and continuing what you're doing is a one-way ticket to adultery in the future. Yes. Not even... And you've already... Like, yeah. Here's the thing. Oh, when, gosh. Go ahead. When you like someone and then that doesn't work out and then you start dating someone else, that first person is no longer a friendship option because you have already... You've already crossed the point of no return. It sucks right we all say it when we break up with someone Let's either either yeah and like i did it we all do it in the back of my head i was like this yeah, is we're, BS. We're but i still believed yeah. it i was like no 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 it's totally we're totally going to still be friends and like it's fine we'll be friendly and but like we're going to be friends yeah but like that's the thing even the girls that i even the girls that I had crushes on not friends with them anymore even though we never formally broke up because you can't be you can't also the other thing is you that sorry that's one thing is like you should you should leave behind let the let it be closed like let that door be closed and move on because it's just healthy for you to like commit to a new, uh, the, the next person but also don't ask for a relationship from advice. a girl from a woman when you're dating someone a girl that you like. you like that girl in the past uh. listen I'm sorry. You made all the mistakes. It's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. You're a good this, person. This will be fine. Please please know that you're a good person. We it's love just, you. I'm glad that you're learning this when you're 21 and not yeah. 25. Like that's that's the thing is like looking what happens is you've 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 crossed a boundary and it's a hard one to cross because it's hard to come back from it because you've shared an intimate part of yourself with someone and you don't know your own motivations. Like part of your motivations probably were, if I'm, if I'm, if I am garnering correctly, part of your motivations were 
a little bit emotional manipulation. Like I want affirmation. I'm having, I need relationship advice. You know, that relationship advice you're looking for is never, you know, um, Oh, how great is my girlfriend? You know, the relationship advice you're looking for is we just had a fight. I need someone will to tell me that I'm a good person. you make me feel good, please? Yeah. It's like you, you look for emotional validation. You went to a woman to do it. Like, I, that's 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 what emotional unchastity that's bad. is. And it's it's not – yeah, it's really not good. And, um, yeah, I don't think I, – I feel bad because I don't think you've realized how bad this I situation hope, I is. I hope our, our urgency is, is helping, helping you realize that – the, the precariousness of your situation not that yeah, it, not, not that it can't be upset. fixed not that it can't be solved not that yeah. you can't end up you might marry as and it might and it might know. be a great yeah. marriage yes. but as it stands right now you are you are in some dangerous waters son patrick can i ask you a question yeah um other than phoebe who is your best girlfriend best yeah. female friend right um right Teresa. okay i can i can I can say Teresa. Mariel listens to the podcast, sure. so I'm going to say either Teresa or Mariel. But in recent, in recency, it okay. Was so how yeah. how often would you say that you talk to to her about just life? About life in yeah. general, um, maybe like once every month, other month. When when school is in session, it's yeah. often more often sure. than not, and usually Phoebe's right, there too because you see each other, and Phoebe's friends with her too, so that makes yeah. a lot of sense. That makes right. it easier. So yeah. my my best friend, other than Emma, who's a female. I got a lot of dude best friends because that's proper and good. And I go to them a lot for relationship advice. Yeah. I mostly talk to I my, mostly dude talk friends. to my dude friends, um, is I'll probably say Tracy, right? Mm-hmm. But I talk to Tracy once. Yeah. Similar once every like two or three months and we catch up and it's great. Yeah. It's not that the friendship is any less and it's not that I trust her any less. And it's not even that I don't even, I like, I still sometimes seek her advice because she has been in relationships and we have shared a lot of life together and she has been in situations it's like what did you do when this because she dated someone you know that was at a distance from her and like it just mm-hmm. you value that but it's not i don't go to it except maybe it comes up in conversation and it's like oh yeah what about this but it's never like a, i'm seeking emotional security from it because it's impossible to do that yeah it and it just is unfathomable in my mind that I would go to anybody other than my girlfriend for those kinds of things. And I'm not trying to say yeah. this because oh hey Elias Army and Patrick are better than you, but I'm just trying to like give you a mindset of like hey we try to cultivate a life where it's like yeah not that we're edging women out of our lives but it's like even our best best of female friends we only talk to once in a great while and yeah maybe we talk about our lives and like we feel comfortable with that but mm-hmm. I tell Emma everything that I tell Tracy. Like there's nothing that there's nothing that I talk to Tracy about that I don't tell Emma about, you know, and there's nothing that that's, and that's something that like, I would assume that's something that I've learned as we get closer to marriage is that like, there's a sacred bond there that like there honestly at this point, like when I was Mm -hmm. younger, my mom knew everything about me. Sure. My mom now does not know everything about me because that's what happens when you grow up, first of all. But like when, when Phoebe, when I get upset, when I'm upset with Phoebe, which happens mm-hmm. normal. Um, yeah. I talk to, um, and I, okay. Right. I want to say right now, right now I'm not talking to, to Eliezer because I don't actually know what uh, relationship advice he went to. Yeah. It's hard uh, to say. We also don't know how frequent it is. We also don't, there's a lot of things we don't know. Yeah. We're just taking the a lot of variables, a lot of variables, variables. But let's be safe. Huh? We're going to get a follow up on this question. So. Um, if you follow up, you can let us know whether or not you want us to talk about it on the show. Anyway. Um, 
I've noticed I've noticed that like when when we get into fights, I feel uncomfortable talking about our yeah. fights to other yes. women. I feel like I can talk to my dad. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can talk to you. I feel like I can talk to my friend Nino and my brothers or anyone. But when I talk to another woman, even one that I'm related yeah. to, it feels like I'm betraying my trust yeah. with Phoebe, right? It's because like she's the woman in my life now. She is the complement to my manness. And so that's like that's sacred, right? And and especially as we get closer to marriage, it's like sharing sharing parts of our intimate life together with other people is is something that is that is uh, should be done sparingly. And when you ask someone, when you allow another woman that you've had feelings for to enter into that sacred, that's like two problems, right? Like you're talking to, you're talking to a girl about your girl and then you're allowing her to enter into that intimacy by knowing things about you that no one else does. And I will say that when we were starting out dating, because Teresa was friends with me and friends with Phoebe, because like they're they're like inseparable. I don't know if yeah. you know this, but they're like sisters. Yeah. So she knew a lot about our relationship. Now, as we've as Phoebe and I have gotten closer and mm-hmm. closer, like preparing for marriage, she doesn't anymore, and that's fine. Um, that's good. But yeah, so that that's what I'm saying. Like that that's that's the that's what the that's what you're looking for, Eleazar, is you're looking for exclusivity in the future, and you need to prepare for that and not let anything prevent exclusivity because you've already kind of transgressed against that exclusivity. Because it's like you've opened the door, you know, and so now stuff can get in and it's not, it's not healthy. You need to, as they say, commit to the bit and either date this woman and not talk to other women or break up with her. That's yeah. How would you deal with having crushes while in a serious relationship and discerning marriage? I wouldn't, I wouldn't wouldn't do that. I would either cut that friend out of my life or break up with my girlfriend. I think I think you're uh, I think you're um, rationalizing yeah. it, bro. Like you're saying, I oh I, I'm having like this crush, you know. Don't call it a crush. You've call it what this it girl is. For several years, lusting after a woman. Several in your years, heart, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Don't minimize this. Is this is not good. Have a conversation the, with a priest, and then with this is yeah, the worst this up question in we've ever gotten. Uh, yeah, that's it's, not true. Is this, I mean, it's not fun. Hey, I will say it's not this. not a fun question. So many guys and so many guys and girls are dealing sure. with this. They have they have someone they liked, but they were in a relationship, so they took this they took at the time was like the second best option and now they kind of regret it. They're having like they're looking back at they're looking back at Sodom and they're like, Oh, what would have happened if I Oh no, there? I'm a pillar you know? of salt. What do I do? Yeah. Boom. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So, Eliezer, I'm so sorry. Please don't stop yeah, listening. Yeah, sorry about podcast. that. I hope you weren't um, in the car with uh, Beazelbub or at the time of the reading. That's the Prince that's of That's not the dude. right name. What is it? Azubal? <laughs> it was Azubal. Prince Ali. Yeah. Sounds like Agrabah. Um, okay, so I got this is the one. No more, um, no more okay, questions. here's. No here's, more questions. No more questions. Oh, we're, we're like, we're at an hour and a half, dude. No, no, no. We started the uh, the recording at. I understand minutes. that, but I don't want to edit more. Ah, yes. I see. This, I see. Wow. Let's, well, let's talk sad. about how this podcast is about. Because we me. still next week we're gonna talk about we have the the one from the guy who insulted our podcast and called it a little MP3 yes. recording, and then we have the uh, the person who started with Hey Howdy Great. Hey. So they're they're coming up. This is another. They're coming up. Trailer next week on the crunch. Uh, Patrick, do you have any news? Re 
merch store yeah so um yeah so it's it's not right now what you can do is you can go to the crunch cast oh no no no. i'm gonna talk about it so for all i know it might be okay by the time this podcast comes out um because it's thursday and we don't know what could happen anything could happen um i sent tracking information for our last shipment of merch to brand fox and uh, they're working on our website right now. Um, it's almost up. It looks great uh, so far. So good. Uh, go to thecrunchcast.com and you can enter your email to get notified when the store launches. So if you're like, I got to email Patrick and I want to buy a shirt. Just uh, go to thecrunchcast.com, put your email in. We're building up an email list so that you guys don't have to rely on the podcast for information. We can just you know shoot you a little little email. And uh, yeah. We're, we're, uh, we're, our new social media is email lists. So, uh, hop on those. Wow. Yeah. The crunchcast.com. Uh, if you want, if you want exclusive first look at if the, uh, if the merch is launches before Sunday, meaning when you're listening to this podcast, cause you all listen right away. Um, our Patreon team will be the first to know. So patreon.com slash the crunch. Be added to our Facebook. We have one hundred and twenty dollars to make up this group. this month. So we have one hundred and twenty dollars to make Get up after this. it because <laughs> of some minor payroll adjustments. <laughs> we changes. love those. Yeah, and a canceled Kickstarter. So follow uh, <laughs> follow me on and follow Patrick at patnevy.blog and also thecrunchcast.com. Yeah. Yo, I, I got so this is this is side notes. Like guys, if you're not giving, if you're not tithing to your parishes, tithe to us. Tithe to your oh. parishes. Like, no, seriously, because, like, I, we got an email today from our deacon. We're in good shape. But, like, you don't know how much the pocket change Mm -hmm. in the basket Mm -hmm. does Mm -hmm. for the parish. My parish back home, they said that they get $10,000 in coins Coins. every week from the collection basket. Could you imagine if your your operating budget had $40,000 a month and you lost that? Um, That's what parishes are dealing with right now. You know? Coins. coins that's the thing i am a little disappointed that people are like oh the collection basket here's a nickel but hey they get ten thousand dollars worth so i'm not gonna cough at it but yeah our parish uh it's like it's it's uh, i don't know if i'm allowed to say the number because it's in an email but we are pretty public with our money but yeah it's in the thousands wow. right like with the drop in the drop in uh in in tithing is in the thousands so we're parishes are 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 in rough shape all over the country right now so if you're not tithing get on that bad boy coins. um and if you are patreon.com patreon.com slash coins i can't get over that <laughs> thousands of dollars in coins i've never had i've Tens never had thousands. dollars in coins i know uh that means that means in coin budget alone they make five hundred and twenty thousand half a million dollars in coins every year my parish is back home coins i did the math right that was right math patrick do you have anything else for the people Kadir or no deer? That is the question. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you (laughs) and we will see you all next week. special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co